0: Log Talk Radio. hello and um welcome to the freaking awesome show this is ryan and um this is our i guess can speak memorial day uh special um yeah this is uh this is a really special day um i guess weekend a weekend and a lot of people are Spending time with their families, you know, grilling out, cooking out, having a good time, um, doing maybe doing stuff they could not do last year because of the uh, because of the COVID. Families getting together, really the first weekend of summer, even though it's not really summer yet. But then you wouldn't know it around here. It was actually. Pretty uh, cool this weekend, um, but I know a lot of people are getting together and cooking out and grilling out. I've looked at pictures on Facebook of people having a good time with their families and stuff, and and it's great. It's awesome. You guys go out there, have a good time, enjoy yourselves. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know we all need to uh, remember why we have this weekend. Um, what is for remembering those who who passed away in service of our country. Um so you know, it'd be nice if any, everyone who's listening to this show or um could take a moment and just think about the men and women who died for our country. Not just the wars that are recent, you know, think about oh, World War 2 and stuff like that, but think about the Civil War and um Spanish-American War, Korean War, the Revolutionary War. Um, every vet, every veteran, person who died deserves our respect for what they did to reserve our preserve our freedoms. So, just take a second or two or a minute to just um, remember those who fought and died for our country. Um, I love the co-host, my beautiful co-host
1: not feeling so beautiful. I think
0: over here, uh, we are not doing too well.
1: No, the sick bug has hit us. Yeah. It took me last, man. It had to take me kicking and screaming. I uh, COVID shot
0: last week, and I started feeling really run down after the day after I started feeling really gross, and uh, I started feeling better on Friday more like myself, and then I, uh, I went out to – we were, every year, my friend Dennis and I and uh, members of Commonwealth Researchers of the Paranormal, we would go out to Woodland Cemetery for the past – well, Woodland has been for the past three years. Uh, but we used to go to Evergreen Cemetery, another c- abandoned cemetery just outside of Richmond, I push my cough button. Just outside of just outside of Richmond and we'd place flags on our the vet's buried there. Every year we'd have good weather. I mean it would be cold, like in November, but it wouldn't be like wet. Well that changed uh yesterday and uh it was it was raining out. So it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was drizzling, misting, you know, it wasn't but wasn't bad. It was cool, probably in the sixties, which is not normal. For Memorial Day, but uh, we had a smaller crew, um, so it took a little while longer. But we got we got the flags Place, But then, like towards the end, it started pouring down rain. So I, I was soaked when I got home from doing that. So ended up catching a cold. Um, our daughter, uh, Kimberly, she had a, she had a cold as well.
1: Yeah, she's been sick since what Thursday. Yeah,
0: so. I may have caught what she had, just the rain didn't help.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what has happened. Kimmy has brought the devil into our home.
0: Yeah, so I'm not sure how long we're going to last, because it's hard for me not to, too much, and, uh... And I'm literally about to fall asleep. Angie's not doing too well, but, you know, I wanted to come up, we wanted to come on here and, uh, just talk to you guys for a little bit. Last, last week we, we had, um, john sullivan who was actually at out there with us so thank shout out to john l sullivan and Sindra die for coming out and um helping us out yesterday from fredericksburg paranormal uh research investigations fpri um we had we had him on the show last night or last night last week and um Unfortunately, I, I forgot to set the time for an hour and it was only set for 15 minutes. <laughs> so, um, if you, if you go on, if you look at, if you ever download that show, um, pretty much just a blank, blank, blank air because I had him call my phone and we did the interview on Facebook live. So but anyway, so this is a, I like, we like these, um, supernatural news shows. These, this is uh, just kind of a, Kind of a laid back, no guests needed type of thing. Um, I'm going on. Shoot. I had I had eggs for breakfast, which were really good. My, Angie made me some yummy eggs and ham. And uh, I've been eating brownies all the rest of the day. So, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. And I'm ready to do some supernatural news. What do you think?
1: Yeah,
0: let's do it. All right. So the first one we we come to, I've got four articles here. We'll see how how well we do with these. <laughs> <coughs> these already started. Four articles here. One bad thing about I get most of these articles from uh, uh, British newspapers. This is the Express. I guess the United the United Kingdom maybe. What's the difference? What is the United Kingdom? Or should I just ask, just ask uh, Helena and Alex?
1: There you go, the experts.
0: There we go. It's just, cause I think UK, is that like Scotland, I guess? Mm-hmm. I don't think Ireland's part of that. But, yeah, this is from uh, Express. We're finding out what, what the United Kingdom actually is.
1: The United Kingdom is a sovereign state that includes England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Great Britain, an island situated off the northwest coast of Europe. The British Isles is a collection of over 6,000 islands, of uh, which Great Britain is the largest. And England is a country in the UK.
0: I always forget Wales is actually a country.
1: Yeah.
0: Like some countries you just, you just don't think about being one of them. What are, what other countries don't think Ecuador. I don't think about Ecuador. Argentina.
1: Well, I think about Argentina pretty much
0: all of South America I don't think about. Venezuela, because 'cause it's been in been, been in the news in Brazil. Um but like Liechtenstein. Anything about the countries that, that used to exist. Like Austria, Hungary, Brussels. Prussia. Prussia, Prussia. Prussia. I was thinking Brussels. No. Prussia. Oh, it's weird. Sorry I went off on a uh, weird country tangent then, but yeah, didn't really, I didn't really think of Wales being a country. To all our listeners in Wales, I know we have so many Welsh listeners to our Thank show. And actually, I'm actually, I have Welsh in my blood, so, you know, I can talk bad about Welsh because I'm part Welsh. Oh, my gosh. But you know? <laughs>
1: Moving on. It's like
0: talking about myself. So anyways, we loved our we love our Welsh listeners, so Life after death hospice patient tells a bedside visit by dead family members. Dreams and visions of the dying described as more real than real have uncovered a fascinating truth, according to an expert. This is by Oliver Trapnell. Oliver Trapnell sounds like a British author. Good Oliver Trapnell. I'm not even trying to do a British accent. Dr. Dr. Christopher Kerr has been the chief medical officer at the Center for Hospice and Palli- Palliative Care in Buffalo, New York since 1999. He's conducted more than 1,400 interviews with dying patients to learn about their expectations. Speaking at TEDx event in Buffalo back in 2015, Dr. Kerr shared some of the conversations with patients which offer unique insight. He explained, if there's light within the darkness of dying, then it's, the, then it's in the experience, not in the observing. He added, I learned that end of life experiences are the subjective experiences of the dying and often referred to pre-death dreams and visions. Such experiences have been reported throughout history and cross cultures. Doctor explained that although end-of-life experiences can easily be dismissed as confusion, those who experience pre-death visions are not so detached. Scrolling down. Dr. Kerr said, when I was the bedside of the dying, I saw dying patients reaching out, reaching and calling out to mothers and fathers and to children, many of whom hadn't been seen for many years. Although the experience experience sounds traumatic, Dr. Kerr described the patients as seeming at peace. Dr. Kerr showed a video of one patient named Jeannie who described the vision she had had before she passed. Jeannie said, I was lying in bed and people were walking very slowly by me. The right-hand side, I didn't know, but they were very friendly and they touched my arm or my hand when they went by. But the other side was people that I knew. My mom and dad were there, my uncle, everybody I knew that is dead was there and they passed and did the same thing. I thought it was a dream but I remember seeing every piece of their face. Dr. Kerr went on to analyze suggesting that dying is a paradox. She's Physically declining, yet emotionally and spiritually, she's vivid, said Dr. Kerr. She's alive and she's present. Looking at his data, Dr. Kerr discovered that around 80% of his patients experienced at least one pre-death vision, dream or vision. He found the frequency of pre-death visions increased as the time of death approaches, with more patients seeing deceased friends and relatives than living ones. Dr. Kerr added, End-of-life experiences are not only tied to our personal meanings, but they are tied to some of our greatest needs. The need to love, to be loved, nurtured, forgiven. So
1: that is
0: That is very interesting. That's very. It is a very interesting article. Just looking at some of the pictures they have here. Um, I hope that when it's my time to go, it's you know that I have these same experiences. Um. I had my grandmother passed away recently. I wonder. Uh, last year around this time, actually, I wonder if she had any visions or dreams or anything like that before she passed away. (laughs) Our next article again was, is in the express. Um, this is, this is, uh, more biblical, um, Uh, Archaeology news: Bible expert unveils evidence to- Tower of Babel was real 4,000 years ago. This is by Sebastian Kitley and Angie's back to read our article about the Tower of Babel.
1: Sorry, I had a phone call.
0: Of Babel, Babel, Babel.
1: I Turn yeah. this, this way. I'm gonna let you hold the phone <laughs> because you're. Know. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Arche- archaeological evidence has come to light to prove that the biblical Tower of Babel or Babel was real, a scripture expert has astonishingly claimed. The Tower of Babel appears in the Bible's book of Genesis and is often described as the world's first skyscraper. As the story goes, sometimes after Noah's, sometime after, oh, it does say sometimes. sometimes yeah, I think after say. Noah's flood, the united force of human beings, humans, began constructing the most impressive structure ever seen in an attempt to reach the heavens and God Himself. It's like that South Park episode.
0: Yeah, the ladder to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking that song popped in my head. <laughs>
1: Angered, God steps in and scrambles everyone's languages, thus preventing the people from finishing their project. Genesis 11 reads, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. The account of the Tower of Babel is widely accepted as an
0: allegorical,
1: allegorical, I hate big words like that, tale and an origin myth explaining the world's languages. And though few people believe such an impressive structure ever stood, a Bible expert who has memorized more than 20 books of scripture thinks there is an archaeological evidence. Tom Mayer, or... Meyer. Meyer, a professor of Bible studies at Shasta Bible College and graduate of school in California, U.S., told express.uk.co.uk. when the creme de la creme of the international community was wearing fine linen, purple and scarlet, and smelling like cinnamon and frankincense, The new vacation spot was the rebuilt Tower of Babel in Babylon.
0: We're not on camera right now.
1: Everyone was excited by the intriguing reports that the work on the Tower of Babel, which had stopped and then was restarted, only to be stopped again for 1,500 years, had been completed by famed builder Nebuchadnezzar II, king of Babylon. They'd heard a rumor that the top of the temple contained a portal that transported you to heaven. According to Henry Hanson Haley, Haley's Bible Handbook, the judgment of the confusion at the original Tower of Babel occurred in the fourth generation after the flood, around the time of the birth of Pe- Peleg, Genesis 10.25. This was 100 years after the flood of Noah and 325 years before Abraham first Came to the Holy Land. It was this famous tower mentioned in the Book of Genesis that Nebuchadnezzar finished. There is archaeological evidence that could collaborate this. According to the Zondervan Handbook of Biblical Archaeology, the oldest known representation of the tower appears in a black steel steel
0: Stay late, Stay late.
1: Uh, dated to the region of Nebuchadnezzar.
0: Tell us what there is.
1: So, stela, or stone, or wooden slabs erected in the ancient world as a monument, typically with inscriptions, reliefs, and carvings. The stela, stela is found in the Shoyan collection, but its cuneiform inscriptions, an ancient form of writing, has been authenticated. Authenticated. I think that's it. Oh, no. <laughs> Professor Meyer said, according to the Schoen, Schoen, come on, you say it better. Schoen? Okay. Collection. There is a carving of the Tower of Babel that shows the relative proportions of the seven stages of the ziggurat like structure. To the right of the tower stands Nebuchadnezzar with his royal conical hat holding a staff in his left hand, and in his right hand, perhaps the building plans for the tower. The Stele's inscription describes a boast very similar to the one made by the original builders in the Genesis account. Nebuchadnezzar bragged, I made it the wonder of the people of the world. I built their structures with bit, bitumen and baked throughout. I completed it, raising its top to the heaven, making it gleam bright as the sun. The scholars who published the Tower of Babel Stele Maintained that Nebuchadnezzar actually did restore the original Tower of Babel. This version of history, of course, is strongly disputed by historians. Instead, the Tower of Babel has been associated with the...
0: Etimenaki?
1: Etimenaki, a ziggurat temple dedicated to the deity Marduk in ancient Babylon. The ziggurat ruins... I know, my throat is killing (laughs) me. (laughs) The Uh, um, the Saganah's ruins sit about 56 miles south of Baghdad in Iraq, and the construction has been dated to between the 14th and 19th centuries B.C. The widely accepted theory is the Tower of Babel was inspired by the Intaminaki, which was rebuilt by Nebuchadnezzar II, After Babylon's destruction in 689 BC, in the 2002 book *Understanding the Bible*, Arthur Stephen L. Harris (easy name) argued the myth may have been inspired during the Babylonian captivity when Jews were driven out of Judea after the siege of Jerusalem in 597
0: BC. Now I think that's
1: it. Hey, you know what I read earlier?
0: about today. the tower of babel no
1: and i don't know what i this picture made me think of it
0: right there you know range
1: yeah but um the guy that played tarzan in that in the tv show i think his last name was laura l-a-r-a he died in a plane crash with his wife today mm-hmm.
0: it was a tarzan tv show Uh
1: huh. Uh-huh. and it was a tarzan movie like made for tv movie
0: oh, i don't know though the guy who played Tarzan in the old 1950s is one of my ancestors. Yeah. Wow. Tarzan the monkey man.
1: You okay No, I'm dying. Thank you. You made us sick. You're welcome.
0: Spreading germs. We share everything in this family, apparently.
1: Oh. I have no brownies? You have all the brownies you want.
0: This is from the mirror UK.
1: While you were reading that, I'm going to make an Alka-Seltzer.
0: Make an Alka-Seltzer. Let's find them. Hang on, find another article. Let's see here. I'm going to do some
1: uh
0: additional research here. Hang on one second. <laughs> I'm looking up something.
1: You got to talk while you do that. I'm piping.
0: I mean, it's fine.
1: You hear making brownies.
0: Yeah, and Kimmy's over here making brownies. I'm, okay. I'm over here looking up an article here. Yeah, all right. I'm trying to think of... I read an article about the uh, Freakiest Amusement Park rides. I was trying to see if there was another article about that, but the same one. So I'm gonna go back to my original article. <clears throat> Just come scrolling down here to see if there's anything else I missed. Okay, here we go. All right, this article is from the mayor. Um, another uh, UK, England, British. Tabloid newspaper. Mom left unable to sleep after spotting a ghostly figure in photo with friends. Rebecca Glassboro took a photo alongside six of her six of her friends in their block of flats in October, but noticed an un, extra uninvited guest when when reviewing the picture. A mom has been left feeling terrified after posing for a photo with Ferns in her block of flats, only for the group to spot the extra figure in the lineup when looking back at the snap. Rebecca Glassboro says she's been suffering sleepless nights after the group of seven huddled together for a photo as they enjoyed drinks back in October. But the picture appears to show a haunting figure was also in the room with them. A few of their friends, believe they can see a ghostly woman with long brown hair. Rebecca says she is now convinced the block of flats is haunted after hearing a rumor someone had died in the bath of the flat where the photo was taken. The group can be seen raising a glass and smiling for the picture, but behind them there appears to be a pale figure seemingly with undistinguishable features of eyes and nose and mouth. You know what I'm looking at the picture right now, and it's pretty freaky. looks like she has her mouth open, and she's looked like she's screaming or something in the back behind them. It's actually really kinda she either would really kind of scary looking I would not uh I would not be happy if that person should have in my picture, so I can see why she would have sleepless nights look at this oh that's, yeah. not, a, that's not, not, a not a happy picture. face that's not a happy face no well, cause she could be singing so she could be happy I guess but you know looks like she's calling out to somebody you see there are about uh, seven females in the picture and they're all looking like having a good time and make it eight with the other girl that's behind them Rebecca, a mom of one, who lives above the flat where it was taken, at least she's not living in the flat, yeah. you know, says the group checked the room after looking at the photo but were lost for answers as they found nothing in the background that could have created the shape. 30-year-old from Coventry said, it's a photo that sends a shiver down your spine. It's actually quite scary. We are like, what, we're, oh, what, oh, what's that? It's quite freaky. We were all a little bit freaked out and looked around the room as to say, what could that have been? Look at that. Even up, an up-close picture of it. God, it looks like she, it's got a green tint to her the face, too. We don't know what it is. A few of us have said we think it's a woman with long brown hair. There is literally nothing around us, and it just appeared in the photo. It was really weird. My neighbor who lives in, the, in this flat says, well, you should be more afraid of the living than the dead. So she, So she's got that motto. But I live above the flat, and it goes through my head. I thought while I'm in bed about dark figures being in the flat coming into the room. It has played on my mind a little bit in that way. and has kept me up in the past. The building is haunted. It has definitely changed my opinion about the flats we live in. We have heard some noises occasionally, and we just put it down to, we live in a block of flats. It must just be the neighbors, but we're not really sure. We all joke about it now. We call her the figure, flow, as we said, she goes with the flow. That's funny. She goes with the flow. So what do you think? Did she catch?
1: I think I would be terrified.
0: You know, when you're taking pictures like we do, during investigations, like, oh, right, this is awesome. We're trying to catch evidence. That these pictures, that's a good thing. But when people are taking selfies and the ghost decides to photo bomb them, yeah, yeah, not so good, you know?
1: Definitely interesting.
0: <sighs> I, take, try to take t- I take pictures all the time, hoping to get something. I never really do. People take pictures by accident and get stuff. It's hard for me not to think about if I'm taking a picture of a, an abandoned house, not to think about, hey, I want a picture of a ghost here. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That's the reason I'm taking the picture in the first place. Hmm. Grandma spots team tending over grandchild's bed.
1: I mean, that's not cool.
0: Told, told it to go away. You're up.
1: got to move all my things. Grandma spots the demon standing over grandchild's bed after Todd told it to go away. That's what we've taught RJ to say to the ghost. Exactly. Go away. This is from the mirror, as the previous article was.
0: The aggressive articles are going to be from the mirror. Uh,
1: Tori McKenzie claims a camera placed in her granddaughter's grandchildren's bedroom captured the image of a figure with a horn on its head and long claws. Standing
0: over their beds at
1: three A. M. Yeah. Sorry. Tori McKenzie set up a motion activated camera in the children's room at her son Ryan's house after he reported his two year old daughter Amber had been heard pleading, Go away after she had been put to bed. The forty one year old checked the footage from the room after a few days and says she found a terrifying image of a figure standing inches away from amber and her 7-month-old brother michael with a horn on its head and long claws i mean
0: i do not see a horn i do right
1: there and then there's the claws but also that could be like motion sensitive you know like drag for cameras
0: could it look like that's a freaking person
1: it does look like a person Kind looks like an old person.
0: Looks, yeah, well, it looks like,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Even when
0: i be the first thing that came to my head. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> the grandmother said she attempted to rid the home of the evil presence by burning oils, but claims when she did, cabinets and curtains opened and closed, and music began to play by itself. <laughs> <laughs> The mom of five shared the images on Facebook for advice and hit back at those who claimed it had to be fake. By arguing, she doesn't have the technical ability to alter the photo and just wants to protect her family. Other users responded to agree the figure in the image looked demonic and warned her son to get out. The family say they previously recorded orbs flying around the children's bedroom, But the latest happening has seen Ryan move his kids into his room instead. Tori from Las Vegas, Nevada said, It was so shocking when I saw it. I had to do a double take. The first thing I saw was horns on its head. Do you immediately think it's the devil or a demon? Sorry. Here's a super up-close picture right there. It
0: looks like it has glasses on. It looks yeah. like it's an old woman bent over.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, it's just, oh, it's weird. That must
1: be the it doesn't look like It
0: doesn't look like it has pants on, though. You see the you can see the legs. You know, it doesn't look like he has pants on, or it's really tight pants.
1: It looks like an old lady hunched over with glasses on.
0: I see that right there. You see the hair? I mean, it
1: just looks like, like, you know.
0: But who is it, though? Cause
1: mm. When we caught videos of the orbs, we thought it was a family member looking after the kids. But that picture, I have no idea. It's terrifying. I showed the kids and my 13-year-old son was scared by it. I ran over to the house and showed my eldest son. We were just in shock and he couldn't explain it either. Everybody was asleep, so it couldn't have been my son or his partner. We have still shots of him in here and it looks nothing like that. I know that it's something supernatural. Ryan has moved the kids out of their room and into his room. Nothing bad has happened to them yet but it's the fact that it could. The two-year-old isn't scared of the figure and thinks it's her friend, but one night she told it to go away. Tori said she is surprised there appears to be such a dark presence in the home as the property is only about 20 years old. She took to Facebook to plead for help, claiming it, the figure, started out talking to the two-year-old, keeps her up every night, usually laughing and talking, until one night we heard her telling it no and to go away. The post was shared on a paranormal activity group, and one member responded to say, I see this all the time. Whenever there's a new baby in the house, the deceased family members pop in to see the new baby. This is photographic proof of a deceased grandparent stopping in for a visit. A second wrote, dear God, it appears to have horns and long, knived fingers. Creepy AF. Third advised, ask what it wants. It could just be a lost soul. And another added very easy solution here: take a gasoline and a lighter, burn the house down, and just move on. Yeah. Many
0: times when you see the ghost, they burn the house down. That's <clears throat> not too easy solution, but I can see.
1: I. Um... Oh, what's that show that we like on um, the Discovery Plus channel? The. Uh...
0: With the Ghostbusters brother, ghost and
1: Jack Osborne, where they say,
0: paranormal something. burn it. Yeah, burn it
1: down, run away. Yeah. Burn it down, run I away. Stay. I
0: can never remember the name of the show. But it's got. I know. It's, uh,
1: crazy. it's not paranormal. Oh, it's this, it's uh, um, paranormal. It's, fight. it's not no. fight. It's, um, fright. It's fright.
0: Fright Encounters. Fright something. Oh. Fright Night.
1: So crazy. We can never remember the name of
0: the show. God. Now it's going to bother me because okay. every time someone asks, oh, I don't know I have, no one ever, has ever asked me to have that show, but every time I, I'm trying to think of the name of the show, I can never think of it. Fright, Fright, you know? Frights Club or something?
1: Fright Club. Fright Club. Right.
0: There it is. Okay. Nice. All right. I would say, personally, it looks like an old woman uh maybe and the fact that it's you know it's blurry of course it's an old it's an old camera it's you know the the quality is not great you know so it looks like she has glasses on i don't see the horns it's too it's too far down her head to be horns because their horns are where the eyes or the eyes would be so looks like glasses maybe um looks like she's bent over but i don't i don't know i don't think it's a demon i think I think that uh, maybe it's the quality of the picture that makes it look demonic to me.
1: Oh. Do,
0: do, 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 do. This may be our, our last article here. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Although there is a a section of a of this of this newspaper called Um What. I may click on that to see if there's anything that tickles our fancy. Why
1: don't we click on that now?
0: You wanna read the all right, let's see. Um what? Let's see what's on there. Um let's see, first article. Hiker stumbles across creature that smells like grotting flesh in the Ew. woods thank you no, thank you people are buying paying 50 pounds to grab as many mannequins as possible in weird heist man refuses to be godfather to his best friend's child due to ridiculousness to demands oh let's read this one do
1: you get to make that do you get to make demands to the godparents
0: That's what uh i did not know that i guess they're you' are certain but i've never thought about making demands Let's see here. A man refuses to be godfather to his best friend's child due to the ridiculous list of demands. A man was initially thrilled when he was asked to be a godfather, but soon an envelope arrived that contained a legal contract and a list and a long list of ridiculous demands inside. I'm wondering, like, how this newspaper or whatever gets these stories. Like, do, does the person who got the demands think I'm going to call the mirror and send them this.
1: I don't know. I think you're thinking too much into it. It's and probably it's like, made up. <laughs> Somebody probably made this story up. It was like, oh, this seems like.
0: I, was, I mean, ha, yeah, well, I me mean, yeah, I can understand
1: Somebody that. will read this article on their podcast.
0: And they're right. A man has been labeled as selfish after, after refusing to be godfather to his best friend's child after being legally the given a legally binding contract and a ridiculous list of demands. Let's see how ridiculous these demands are. The man who was renamed, remained anonymous said that he and his wife met a couple around met a couple around nine years ago, and since then became firm friends. So it came as no great shock when the man was asked to be godfather to the couple's expected child, and the man was thrilled to accept. Then he was stunned when an envelope was delivered containing a legally binding contract and a long list of demands, including if the man become Catholic and give the child nearly 18,000 pounds.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. I wonder how
0: much 18,000 pounds translates to American
1: – I mean, he's asking you know, the man to change his religion.
0: Real money. Just like, kidding. become
1: Catholic. I don't think that yeah. 18,000 pounds is like – yeah, it's I mean, crazy. Go become Catholic. So that's where the story came from. That answers your question right there, Reddit. Sharing his story on Reddit.
0: The man said that his wife and his friend's wife are from the same country, the Philippines, and that the man doesn't have any family left from the Philippines. They're very, very religious there in the Philippines.
1: Yeah.
0: As such, they had no one else they could ask to be the godfather to their child, who the man called Jane for the sake of the post. He wrote, their husband asked me if I could be Jane's godfather. To note, they are Catholic. I was honored. My friend was thrilled. And the next day, he dropped off an envelope with some papers in it. Oh, gotta just drop off the uh, drop off paper, paperwork here. We get this thing all signed, sealed, and delivered.
1: And will be over in about an hour. For Ex- your blood to exactly.
0: <laughs> you have gotta you know sacrifice your firstborn children to me. You know that seems you know standard fare. You know. We left. After we left, I looked at it looked, and it was a legal contract that I needed to sign in order to be the godfather. Obviously, I thought it was a bit overboard, but I gave it a read anyways. It is many things I must do as a godfather, such as I must go to every Catholic event in which Jane attends, such as a christening, confession, confirmation, etc. I mean, confession is like something you do on your own. Like, don't you confess to the priest or whatever?
1: Yeah. I mean, do you, yeah, I God's parents maybe, have to show
0: up to every one of those too?
1: I guess maybe there's like special confessions. Oh, like okay. at certain times, like, you know.
0: Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Like, like special days to have confessions. Like yeah. everyone comes and confesses. Like
1: when they're 12, you need to yeah. go confess when they're, you know, I don't know the, the rules, but it just seems like that's what it would be.
0: Sorry to cough there. Which I know are normal events for a Catholic's child's life, but not a big deal. Then we get into r- ridiculous things. Have to consider becoming a Catholic. I must give a, a I must give a gift of at least five hundred dollars or three hundred and fifty four pounds for each of these events. And on birthdays, Christmas gifts must be cash only and must be over twenty fifty dollars. What? Or 177. What in the world? That's
1: crazy. Can you
0: imagine trying to get RJ's grandparent, godparents, to give? Okay. 250 yeah. dollars.
1: Time for 250 bucks. Exactly.
0: They, they owe us some money. It's uh three. That's man.
1: You
0: got to get. Oh on my top. gosh!
1: Read the next line. This oh. really blows my mind right oh, now. Oh
0: no! It get it gets worse. I'm expected to save at least $25,000, I'm not going to translate that to pounds, over Jane's 18 years. years. (laughs) I set it aside for Jane's future college tuition. Her parents will provide the rest. Seriously? Are you
1: serious? Like, they're expecting this man to make this child a college fund?
0: They take the godparents very seriously. We're very lax when it comes to godparenting over here. The list goes on to include various things such as being willing to cancel any plans. If I have, I have, if they need me to watch Jane or if they go on vacation, apparently Jane can't go. Many of many of the other things on the list were silly or not a big deal, like spending time with her once a week. The man said how he then called his friend explained that he couldn't sign the contract as it was too demanding and the friend soon became very angry. He continued... He essentially told me told me he thought I was a good guy, but, it's a, but it was apparent I was selfish. He has since blogged my number and my email his wife too since he since he ended things, I shredded the papers he gave me and then left them in a bag and put it in his mailbox for for him, telling him it was a shame, ran the same he ruined a friendship over over ridiculous demands. I told him I forgive him regardless.
1: that's crazy.
0: After sharing the post on online, Reddit users were quick quick to defend the man's actions, adding that he wasn't in the wrong for refusing. One said, ha, huh, wait, you're serious? Ha, 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 ha. Sounds like they think you're a sucker and want to use you as a free free ATM machine. They want you to pony up at least $25,000 for a future college fund? No, no, no. They want you to just pay for the kid while they... They spend their own money or whatever they want. Yeah, they're probably
1: just—I don't know. Not that I'm taking up anybody, but they—they they, maybe they were just poor, you know. Like, and then they were looking to this guy. Maybe they thought he had money and they could help take care of their child. But that's not what you do. Like, no,
0: that's even even, even that is a little bit over. Even if they, even if they had that frame of reference, that's a bit overboard. You know, and it's, I like to be like a fly on the wall of that person's house as they're going over their demands and just you know, hear the husband and wife talk about, oh, well this makes sense. He should at least pay for half our kids' college funds and, you know, we should expect twenty fifty dollars every birthday, you know, that's, I mean... I don't – where do they get this idea that that's a normal thing Just to get $250 from uh, your, their godparents? So I don't know how they celebrate or how they do godparenting in the Philippines or or whatever, but, I mean, I guess around here, for the most part, being a godparent is more – it's like an honor, honorary title. I mean, it is – I don't know if it's it's not required but it's it's you know it's uh it's nice if the godparents show up to like religious events like the christening and and stuff like that. But it's not like you have to buy your god child presents for their birthday. It's again it's nice but it's not required. And It's not something you you put in a contract. No. That's
1: just not legally binding.
0: No. So that's that's weird. Uh, one more article since we, since we talked about it today. We're going to read about the uh, death of Joe Lara. The uh, epic adventure stars, Tarzan, the epic adventure star dies, age 58, in plane crash. Actor Joe Lara. Famous for his roles including Tarzan Epic Adventures has died in a plane crash. Let's see here. Tarzan the Epic Adventures star Joe Lara died, has died at age fifty eight in a small plane crash. No survivors have been found in the private jet crash, which authorities said killed seven people, including Joe, his wife Gwen Laura, who died at age sixty six, and locals who were all part of the same church. The plane which was a Cessna Citation 501 smashed into a Percy Priest Lake not long after takeoff. Emergency services worked through the night on Saturday before all passengers were presumed dead. The rescue services, a pop-up just popped up, were on crash scene via boat initially after and later performed a dive operation to search the area. Apparently flew out of Smyrna Airport near Nashville on Saturday, according to reports. The destination was reportedly near Palm Beach, Florida TMZ reported. All the families of the passengers were formed def- before the devastating news broke and a plane crash was in a storm of headlines. Of the other victims have been named as Jennifer J. Martin, David L. Martin, Jennifer J. Martin, David L. Martin, Jessica Walters, Jonathan Walters, and Brandon Hanna. It's understood the National Transportation Safety Board have launched an investigation to find out why the plane crashed. Late Joe and his wife leave behind Gwen's heartbroken grown-up children from, the, from her first marriage. Our efforts have transitioned from a rescue effort to that of a, of a recovery effort. Rutherford County Fire Captain Joshua Sanders said during a news conference, we're no, we're no longer looking for live victims at this point. Joe and Gwen were madly in love and married in 2018. Gwen was a diet guru and founded the Remnant Fellowship Church in 1999. They hosted their own YouTube channel, Life with Gwen and Joe, which gave fans a look at their life together. As for his high-flying career, the actor shot to fame for his role as Tarzan on TV from 1996 to, until 2000. He was leading role covered 22 episodes, which soon followed on from the TV movie Tarzan in Manhattan. Joe was best known for his role as Tarzan, but had many other acting credits to his name. He was in, he was in the limelight for nearly 30 years, thanks to his high-flying acting career. So, I'm very sorry to hear that he passed away in a plane crash. Did not watch Tarzan. You didn't. I did not watch Tarzan. It sounds like one of those shows that came on like TNT with like Xena Warrior Princess or like Hercules, you know? It's no, just I think those. it
1: was on like. On. I think it was on like a name like a big channel for a little bit, and then I think he got like picked up by something else.
0: Tarzan, The Epic Adventures. Awesome. A- Angie's looking up to see what channel Tarzan, The Epic Adventures was on. You know the, the girl who, who was in the white snake video? Passed away? She's my cherry pie. hmm He's my cherry pie. We're looking up to the, the network that came on. Girl 13 suffered third-degree burns and use, loses use of arm in TikTok challenge. What in the world? Come on, people. Oh, it's 8.55. Otherwise, I'd read this article just so people can realize not to be stupid. Do dumb TikTok challenges. You'll get a lot of views, but you know what? There will always be someone else that's going to get more views than you. So, you know, don't be stupid in these dumb TikTok challenges.
1: I don't know. I don't know where I watched
0: Good it. God, dude.
1: Thinking, wow. No. What the hell?
0: There's a picture. This girl got messed up. All right, here. I'm just, I'm just going to read the first part of this article here. People who are on TikTok are stupid. Which, no,
1: they're not. Well, they say that. I mean, a lot of people I mean, who are on TikTok
0: are stupid. I mean,
1: not all leave people. the TikTok alone.
0: A teenage girl suffered severe burns and lost the use of an arm while attempting a dangerous TikTok challenge, her family has said. Destiny Crane has taken a candle, had taken a candle, lighter, and rubbing alcohol into the bathroom to try a, to draw a draw shape on the mirror and set it alight. Things went horribly wrong, horribly wrong, and the 13-year-old's mom, Kimberly Crane, suddenly heard her screaming for help after the alcohol exploded in the poorly ventilated space. She was rushed from her home in Portland, U.S., Oregon, to hospital following the incident on May 13th and has been in intensive care unit ever since. Kimberly told ABC News yesterday, I was in the living room talking with my mom and I heard her scream my name. Uh, there, there's a picture of her, I guess. Kimberly, uh, what's her name again? Uh, Destiny, Destiny Crane. Destiny. Do, 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 do. So I went and found and opened the bathroom door and everything was on fire. Destiny was on fire. Things in the bathroom were on fire. She took off the girl's shirt while a neighbor called for an ambulance, but the teen had already suffered third-degree burns. Destiny had sincerely burned her neck and right arm and has had, to, has had to undergo three skin grafting procedures. This is so sad. I mean, what in the, what in the world? People are so, like, you know to get lights, wanting to do whatever it takes to get to the next. It's just well, insane. I don't even think it was
1: that. I think she was just trying to do what she saw on TikTok. You know, I don't think it's like the follow trend. Yeah, I mean, they looked at these And it was a freak things. accident, you know.
0: I mean, I don't know, it's using like, alcohol and, and
1: and it's no defending what she did. This is this is. Not, gone, sure I mean, she's gone. 13. There's the de- there's defending what she did. She's 13 and wants to do. What she sees everyone else doing.
0: Uh,
1: it partly comes from I'm sure people who did the title like It was didn't inside, Didn't Right. Yeah, this it looks easy. You need a well, like well the yeah. space. Have you seen this trend on TikTok? I have not, honestly. Like when I. I, not, like, I it was weird
0: there are probably so many, something. so many trends. Well, it was. You know, we should do a dishwashing trend. Wash it's the dishes. Clean the wow, house.
1: Then you're like its high pot challenge. Yeah, <laughs> <I was laughs> I was like, oh, the yeah, floor. trash. Dishwasher. <laughs> brick challenge. Take
0: out the trash.
1: Pour a whole cup of dish open your mouth. See what happens. I'm
0: gonna do the drink the drink water challenge or eat nachos challenge. Oh, All right, guys. Yeah, the stale nachos challenge. All right, guys. This is we're coming to. Actually, we actually stayed on the whole time. I wasn't expecting that. Um Hope everyone has a great rest of your Memorial Day weekend. Um, We'll be back next week with Todd Nace. We're talking Bigfoot. And then he's actually going to start his show next week, Bigfoot Living Large. So yeah, we have another show to to our awesome Vibe Radio Network family. So uh, we're super excited about that. Hope everyone has a great rest of the week. And we'll, we'll be back here, same freaking awesome time, same freaking awesome channel. Dude! Sorry. You got up. I didn't think you're, you were I, – I, I took her line. I apologize.
1: Uh, how could you?
0: I know. I know. Angie just quit the show because I, I took her line. All right. Have a good night, guys. Bye.